0: At some point in graduate school, it is not the work that is the hardest part, but to actively fight demoralization. The hardest part is to keep going even though extremely demoralizing forces are at work. Every graduate student has to fight demoralization. You're in a long, dark tunnel, but that is not the problem. You knew that would happen. The problem is You have no clue how long the tunnel is. No one is sure about that. Everyone says you should just finish, but you don't know exactly how long that is supposed to take. Does it just happen at some point? Do you keep on going and going and it happens one day? For me, I didn't know I was out of the tunnel until after my defense. And, you know, this is I'm talking about a Ph.D. in the U.S. I know it is a bit better structured in other parts of the world like Europe um, and the U.K. But I'm talking about uh, from my experience uh, about a Ph.D. in the USA. And it can very much feel like uh, you're in a tunnel with no end in sight and you really don't know how long uh, your Ph.D. is going to take and what will be the exit criteria. So. Actually, I, it's been two years since I graduated and I still sometimes feel like I'm in the tunnel. Uh, you know, it's uh, really quite unbelievable. Is graduate school really over? Are we, are we sure? Um, uh, and of course, again, I've heard that in Europe, students have to finish in uh, like three years after their master's. So, uh, I mean, I wish it was structured like that in the U.S. Uh, but as far as I know, there is no such thing in the, in the U.S., um, and, 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 of course, again, I'm biased by my experience uh, in the basic sciences, in physical sciences, like I was in physics. And, uh, you know, you graduate when your advisor agrees to graduate you. Till then, you're in the tunnel. It isn't like, uh, you know, it's, it's not just like a tunnel in, the, in that that you can't see the end of it. You also have to have tunnel vision. You just have to. You forget about the rest of the world and how there is a life beyond academia. Succeeding in academia is the only thing you can see and the only goal you have. Um, So when inevitably academia does not work out, you have to fight demoralization. And I don't just mean that there isn't a career for most people in academia. I mean, the day-to-day of academia, uh, there is a lot of failures in the day-to-day of academia. There's a lot of uh, rigorous work and hard work. And, uh, you know, in research, nothing ever works out. A PhD involves research and original work. It means you're working on problems that are yet unsolved. Since PhDs have been getting granted for years and years now, it means that any unsolved problem is probably really hard to solve cuz you know you there have been years and years of academic research done and you you are here now trying to contribute to up to you know to whatever has been done already up to this point so don't expect it to be uh you know easy it's not easy in fact uh doing a phd is a recipe for failing and failing regularly right And the more comfortable you are with failing, the more comfortable you are with losing and sort of understanding that that's how things are. And the more capable uh, of, you know, keep on keeping on you are, the better off you will be. But that does not mean, uh, like, you know, in the even the most determined minute, hardworking people can still get very demoralized. It's, the demoralization factor the the fact that you can feel so demoralized that you cannot keep going that can happen and I would um you know dare to believe that that happens to pretty much every graduate student um, and especially because. When your happiness, uh, you know, and I was, I was guilty of this myself. Where my happiness, I, it, it was very closely tied to my work, and and probably still is. This is probably that still something that I'm I'm working on, where my happiness depended on the one and only goal of doing well in my research. So you know, there really is this tunnel vision. Like when your happiness depends on the one and only goal of doing well in your research, due to your tunnel vision where you really don't see anything else, you wind up pretty unhappy and demoralized when things are inevitably not going so well, which is pretty much every day. What you need to do what I've heard other people say is that, you know, things happen, you know, like bad things happen, but then they go out and have dinner and they catch up with their friends. But like, if you don't have a well-rounded life, which is why I stress that it's uh, absolutely uh, very needed that you have a well-rounded life, it can become uh, very one-dimensional. So, you know, it's, it's far from surprising that, Reportedly, I think about fifty percent of graduate students have mental health problems, such as anxiety and depression. I myself uh, ha- had and still have anxiety, and but but it's it's demoralization. It is not just about our tunnel vision as junior researchers. Um the problem with academia is that tunnel vision is something that uh I would say there is a lot of it in the leadership as well. Um academia I I I I really think has a bunch of bad leaders. Um and, and not to like blame everybody else or anything, but I really think that academia is wrought with leaders who are rewarded for having a tunnel vision. Like to an extent, you need a lot of focus to get something very difficult done. But at the same time, if you don't have other dimensions to your life, if you don't, if you're not allowed to have friends, if you're not, if you're feeling guilty about taking some time for yourself, about taking a break, seeing your family, spending some time with your friends, then all of those things that I talk about in my other episodes, like getting a job, is harder slash impossible. And the same thing goes for a PhD. Actually, you will be better off in your PhD if you have a multidimensional life because you're more likely uh, to recover from the grind of this PhD and be able to keep going consistently uh, until it's done uh, rather than burn out and get so demoralized that you cannot keep keep on keeping on. So um, destructive criticism is very uh, normal in academia. Uh, and, you know, there's, you know, these older academics will rudely interrupt and complain about, you know, something in your talk, even before you've finished, uh, slide two. I mean, that's happened to me multiple times. Uh, it can be in other more subtle forms too, where basically the more experienced academics can wind up, uh, minimizing the efforts of the junior researchers because, you know, they've all done it and they succeeded. So like, why can't you do it? Just do it, right? So there is a lot of just do it type of mentality. Um, and But, you know, as far as the execution part of the research is concerned, a lot of the professors can be pretty clueless about how difficult it is or how long it should take. And of course, of course, there are exceptions, but at the same time, uh, graduate students and postdocs do uh, pretty much all of the work. And so their supervisors or uh, senior professors might not exactly know what's going on. So they might be sort of in the dark about what struggles their grad students might be having. Or maybe they just simply have forgotten what it was like. And they might say things, do things that kind of rub the student the wrong way slash don't really help in uh, making them feel better about their day-to-day work, uh, which is, of course, bad because, you know, keeping spirits up is a big part of uh, doing research and a big part of, I think, leadership. Like, uh, I think a huge uh, role in re- of leadership in general is to keep up the enthusiasm. Like, it's not really that uh, the case that you need to, like, micromanage the students or micromanage a really good worker. You probably just need to give them enough support and uh be there for them if their spirits are low you know kind of raise the uh the morale of the room or whatever but but you know if these things are not happening if you're in the company of some bad leadership or or some kind of situation where you're just simply so demoralized like it's just everything is negative 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 so especially if this happens with your advisor just remember that your advisor did not go to advisor school uh, They went to grad school where they too suffered. So this is probably an endless cycle of suffering because it's not like your advisor was taught to be a good advisor. So just remember that it's very, very possible that your advisor is maybe kind of, maybe they suck, you know, like maybe they they suck at the part of their job, which is to advise you, which is to be a supportive boss towards you uh and so be prepared uh i, I mean and, and i'm not saying that anyone can be really prepared for this but but i guess uh maybe anticipate that this might happen and if that happens then that's not really your fault uh it could very well be that your advisor is just kind of not that great uh, so next thing is make a plan of action that is rewarding no matter what and stick to it. So you want to always make it all very easy on yourself whenever you're dealing with something super difficult. You want to make that process, the workflow or whatever it is that needs to happen for you to um, accomplish something as easy on yourself as possible. And I'm going to get into some more details of this, but Basically, again, like most academics have zero training on how to manage people, yet they're managers. Um, And I've even been to conferences about like I've been to like, you know, there is a part of a conference where they talk about how to be better managers as academics. And I've seen professors attend those kind of just fully planning to be on their computers the whole time. So they don't really I'm not sure that they're even uh, fully present uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just kind of discouraging to even see how how little sometimes research professors uh, care about being good managers, and and really the the bad management can lead to a lot of uh, lowering of morale. That's what I'm getting at. Like uh, part of the problem is yes, of course, academia is hard. Blah blah blah. Like it's it's what you're trying to do is super hard. So I I absolutely want to support you in this realization that what you're doing is so tough that it's normal to get demoralized. It's normal to have these uh, lows, but then on top of that, it could be that you're just stuck with a bad manager um, who is not performing their number one role, which is to always keep up the morale uh, of of the people that they're supervising because I'm sure everything else is under control. I mean, like as far as giving you guidance and then you doing your work, I'm sure uh, if you're a motivated grad student, you can get all this done. But uh, if you just have someone someone who's not really able to uh, provide support, then that's not your fault. So it could very well be that it's your advisor, it's not you. But then if it is your advisor, um, well, I don't know that you can change them, them. Uh, you know, shame on them if they are doing things to demoralize you. Uh, I guess as far as you're concerned, awareness of the problem can help you to deal with it, Uh, which brings me to this next point, which is, you know, further detail on making a plan and following it. So basically, if you've got some kind of demoralizing thing happening, if you're, if it's hard for you to go to work, get to work, start working, then you want to do everything possible to make it easy on yourself. And I really, really think, you know, this is kind of tying in with self-care too. Like you want to be as easy on yourself as possible. Just remember that what you're doing is tough. And if you are trying to come up with ways for it to be more doable for you, that is fine. So for example, each day at the end of the day, write down what you would like to do slash need to do a ac- need to do slash accomplish the next day. It should be only two or three things. OK, so like you might end up doing more things, but keep this list short. So this is something I started doing in graduate school and I still do it now in my job where, you know, even in a job, sometimes what you're doing Can be uh, daunting. It can be, you know, there can be problems and then there can be other issues in the environment that make it very demoralizing. But you still have to go to the job. You still have to do that every single day, especially when you're trying to accomplish something, when you have a goal like uh, getting a PhD. So what you want to do is at the end of the day write down just a few things that you want to accomplish the next day. So this is this is your list to get started with your day. This is not your entire list of everything you're going to do the next day. But what happens is if you're if you're demoralized, it's hard to even get started. You might want to just stay in bed, not even go in or if or you know go in late or you get in but you don't know how to start your day and that's even worse then you're become then you're being even less productive because you know when everything else fails what will make you feel better what will actually help you move forward is to be productive so that's the thing right when you're demoralized uh, it's hard to be productive, but actually, when you're productive, you can be more productive. That that's a good positive feeling. So you want to fill yourself with as much positivity as possible. And if that means that you make a list of like two or three things, and and these could be little things. That these could be just things that you can easily accomplish. And then when you start your day with those accomplishments it helps you to get through that day and accomplish more so that you don't sit there feeling terrible and also unable to shake it off as you don't know how to get started with the day's work. So that's why you're helping yourself get started with the next day's work by doing this little uh, short list the day before. So an item in your list could be something like, Uh, implement the next step in troubleshooting to figure out what the hell is the bug that your code is currently suffering from. You know, it can be something super specific, like I'm going to accomplish this little thing where, you know, I'm going to figure out what this thing is doing to to get this exact error. Like it doesn't have to be anything open-ended and vague, like what a PhD is. It takes a lot of little specific tasks to ultimately get there and have your PhD, you know, um, and, and and then come in the next morning and do the things on your short list, no matter what, like that's how you get started with your day. So for example, I used to have a daily morning meeting with my advisor. And uh, I don't know, I'm not a morning person. Um, and of course, I was still working on my projects so it really seemed like I was never going to graduate and and we had this meeting I felt it was kind of micromanagerial which is really not my style of being managed I like being very autonomous and coming up with my own plans and executing like that but uh and on top of that not being a morning person it put a lot of pressure on me and at at the and on top of that I felt uh that I couldn't graduate, you know, like there was this negative feeling that I wasn't being that I was g- not going to be able to graduate like ever. So it was really hard to work right after that. Like I would start my day with this uh, sort of demoralizing meeting, right? Like, and and I'm not trying to blame my advisor. It's just how I felt. Um I felt that my day was starting out bad, um and I had no choice. and I wasn't going to graduate. And now I have my mind is clouded by negative things. And when working on hard problems, you kind of need to be all there. You need to shake off negativity and be able to get work done. And this is something I still believe in. Like if you're like it like, it's been hard, you know, right now it's COVID and everything, and that has made uh, different aspects of work difficult. And having that kind of negativity really hurts productivity. It really hurts the ability to get work done. And then you're, in, you know, once you're not getting work done, you feel even worse and you're even more demoralized. And there is just a pile of things to do that you can't get to. So honestly, it helped me to acknowledge that I found this meeting demoralizing, that I found this part of my day demoralizing. And then I had to come up with a plan to fight that feeling. Like you really actively have to do things to, um, like find the antidote to this problem, right? Things, um, Basically, I, I would have these few things planned out to start doing right after the meeting, like the next, you know, the previous uh, evening, I would have a list, my short list of what I was going to get started with. Um, I would have this ready. And no matter how, you know, no matter how demoralized, I have a plan. So I would, you know, start working on, 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 the, on this plan for like those few items for that day. And honestly, these are the types of things that would then add up and ultimately lead to graduating, no matter how much it felt like that was an impossibility. So like by having a plan, by planning to get at least a few things done to start the day, uh, you know, that that's what it took. Doing that for uh, forever and ever, I guess, I mean, a total of five years is how I graduated in the end. And now I did graduate. I do have my PhD, believe it or not. And it's all, so it's all about chipping away at it. You don't have to accomplish humongous things in the, you know, in in a day or even have very huge goals. Like you have this overarching big goal of getting a PhD, but your every day is just little things. Okay. Just little things like get Make a list of the little, couple little things and actually start your day with doing those and getting those done and out of the way. Um, And that will greatly help you to stay productive, even if there are demoralizing forces. Don't let these demoralizing forces stop you from chipping away at your goal, because your goal is your goal. Even if everyone sucks, your goal is your goal. If you detect demoralization, take steps to fight it first and then continue working, because... Nobody, uh, like, you can't really use anybody as an excuse for uh, not accomplishing your goal because your goal is a, your goal. To fight demoralization, you can do things like, you know, take a nap, go for a rejuvenating walk, talk to your family, friends, eating good food, like, whatever it is, you need to have a plan to fight this feeling, Um, like, basically... The, the 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 less you put blame on other people the better because the more you you will feel you're in control actually so like yeah it sucks that someone or something is demoralizing you but it's on you to plan and fight it and make a plan that will work no matter what and uh actually execute on it and remain productive so uh, that that's that's all I have for you. That I hope that 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 this works. If you're having mental health issues, of course you should get professional help. Um, I'm not saying that this is a uh, like a like a prescription for how to uh, you know get better from depression or something. This is just a thing that worked for me. Uh, it helped me uh, for my anxiety. I did go to a doctor, and you know I can post about that uh, as well. So if you have mental health problems, I would say definitely you need professional help. I cannot uh, help you with that because I, I don't uh, do that. Uh, but as far as getting through graduate school, some you know tips on how to remain productive, how to fight demoralization, I can try. Um, but ultimately, it's going to be you and whatever you need for you to uh, get through life and uh, grad school and everything else. So thank you so much and good luck.